He's doing that. In Job chapter 1, verse number 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on earth, and from walking up and down in it. Well, he's, he's still here. He ain't gone nowhere. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and eschewth evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? He said, Hey, he ain't fearing you because of who you are. He's fearing you because of the things that you give him. He says, if you take your hand off of him, you take your bush off of him, or a hedge around, around him, he says, see if we don't know. He says, hast thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all the hath on every side, that thou have blessed the works of the hands, and his substance increased in the land? But put forth thine hand. Did you get that? Did y'all get that? Now Satan's talking to the Lord. Now put forth thy hand, and touch him that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch and lift us up and encourage us in all that we do, Lord. And we just praise you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Looking at that character that stirs up a lot of trouble in chapter 1 and chapter 2, and then you never read about him again in the entire book. Uh, that's what the devil likes to do. That sounds like the devil. Come in and tear up things and then leaves. He doesn't stick around to see the outcome. A lot of trouble we have in our lives, and, and all of a sudden it happened, and the devil goes. But he always leaves the Lord to clean up for us. Everything that the devil has done, God comes in and makes it right. I'm glad the Lord does that for us tonight. The devil's there in the, in the first two chapters just long enough to get the job of Job's life turned upside down. But the Lord is there from the first chapter all the way into the last chapter, chapter 42. And is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So tonight we're looking at what Job knows nothing about. Uh, the behind the scenes look. The story, behind the story, the scenes. I believe if Job knew what was going on, if he knew that what was head ahead of him, he'd have went through his trials a lot better than he would have had. I believe that, that we would come through it a lot better to ourselves if we knew the outcome and the things that's working behind the scenes. But if we knew the outcome, we could get through that trial a lot better than we do just going through it without knowing anything. I, I want to look at the main interests of Satan tonight. I want to find out what he's really interested in. We think that he's interested in the governments of this world. We think he's interested in the nations of this world and truly he might have his hands in some of the governments around this world. Matthew 4 said Satan took uh, Jesus to the high mountain and showed him all these things, the kingdoms of the world. 
and in the glory of them. Then he said, if, if thou will uh, bow down to thee, he said, I'll give you all these things. If you'll worship me. I do believe that he has a hand in the uh, things of this world today. But the more you look at the book of Job, and in the mindset of Satan looking at Job, I find that he's interested in people tonight. He's interested in your life and my life tonight. He's inter- he was interested in Adam and Eve's life. And the devil got involved with their life, and that's where we're at today. The Bible said Satan provoked David to number the Israel. Zechariah 3, 1 says, uh, Joshua, the high priest, uh, standing for the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to restrict him. We find that Jesus looked at Peter and said, uh, uh, Satan, the desire to have you, to sift you like wheat. The Bible says that word, the word is sown. But when they heard the word, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word. Those words that's been sown in people's hearts, Satan comes and and pulls that word out of their life. Peter said to Ananias, why has thy in thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Paul said, let Satan lest Satan should get an advantage of you, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So Satan is interested in people tonight. He's interested in individuals, the individual man, the individual woman, the boy and girl and child. He's interested in people tonight. And the reason why the devil wants every man and every woman here is because God wants every man and every woman here. Anything that you find God interested in, the devil is interested in. The Lord is interested in worship. He inhabits the praises of his people. The devil counterfeits worship so that he may get glory and worship for himself from man. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And Satan counterfeits the Word of God. He throws out these uh, misconfused versions of the Word of God, and it confuses people. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Satan is a roaring lion, sinking whom he may devour. Satan's ministers are transferred in the minister of righteousness and Satan is transferred into, into a, uh, uh, an angel of light. Jesus is called the serpent of the wilderness when they held him up on, on the stick and people looked at and got healed and, and Satan is called the old serpent. Everything that Jesus is interested, Satan has counterfeited. Jesus loves the church and gave himself for the church. So Satan attacks the church. He sows tares among the wheat. 
The Lord loves the home. The Lord has established the home of a man and a woman that come together. Satan imitates it and counterfeits it, saying, hey, two men can be and two women can be. Satan is interested in the things that God is interested in. So how can Satan go around messing up things for us tonight? The precept of Satan. Verse number 10. Hast thou made an hedge about him? About his house? About his, uh, all that he hath in every side? Hast thou blessed the works of his hands and his substance and the increase in land? Satan knows this. Listen to what Satan Satan knows that Job was protected. There was a hedge about Job. God had put a hedge about him. And let me just say that if Satan knows that there was a hedge about Job, he knows that about you tonight. If, if Satan had no restriction upon his life, and upon our life, you could be just like Job. The world could come crashing down before you go home tonight. Everything just lay aside. Your house could be burnt. Everything gone away. You, know, you could be just like Job tonight if there's not no protection that God has placed around you. And you say, how come my life is the way it is? Because God's got something for you. Listen, every time you leave your house, there's an unseen hand watching out for you everywhere you go. I've heard people say, well, if I'd have been a minute earlier or a minute later, I'd have been in that accident. I'd have had this happening. And God has orchestrated things around your life to get you to where you need to be at the time you need to be and miss those things, that snares that Satan has placed in front of you. You ought to be thanking God that you're blessed that you made it up to this point right here now. The roaring lion sinking whom he may devour. That's what he's doing to Job's life. The lion is always looking for a way through the hedge of protection. When I was in Africa there, and I got to talk to some of the people there, and they said when they go out into the, into the desert there, they'll take briar bushes and surround themselves with briar bushes so that they can protect themselves. And I said, why would you do that? He says, a lion will get to you. A lion will devour you. And what they do, they put these briar bushes around them and they can hear the lion roaring as they walk by. And that's, that's a scary sound when a lion roars. And they say, what he's doing, he's walking around that briar bush, he's walking around that hedge that you have placed up and he's looking for a way to get in. Can I say this? Let me say this. The reason why you have so much trouble with the devil is because you have let him in somewhere through the hedges that God has put around you. 
And somehow he, he walks around and he looks at the hedges and he sees that weak spot, to, at the area in your life, that, hey, I, I can get in there. And that's where he attacks. God has placed a hedge around you. You ought to thank God for that. Everything you have tonight, it's not because the devil let you have it, it's because God has given it to you. Paul said, neither give place to the devil. I, I do believe that we allow the devil to get in. I, I do believe we allow him through the hedges. Ecclesiastes says, he that dig the pit shall fall in. And whosoever breaketh the hedge, a serpent shall bite him. I believe you can break the hedge that God has placed around you. And when you do, you can get bit by the serpent. It's possible for the devil does this in Christian lives because the hedges that surround them are broken. You say, well, if it's broken, why doesn't God do something about it? Sometimes God's going to allow things to happen to you to get your attention. You, you study the Old Testament over and over. The prophets kept telling the nation of Israel, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. If you don't, this is your outcome. This is what's going to happen to you. You, you repent and, and serve God. If you don't repent and serve God, then you're going into captivity. You're going to get bit by the devil. And that's what happens to us a lot of times. But don't, get, don't misunderstand this. Satan knows there is a hedge around you. He knows that. But I, I don't think we know as much as Satan knows about the Christian life. I don't think we know as half as much what Satan has. God, God blessed the work of Job's hand. Verse 10, thou hast blessed the work of his hands, his substance, and his increase in land. Job was working hard. He was raising a family. He was growing uh, crops and raising cattle. Job, Job was working hard, but I don't believe that, it was the, that he would have went as far as he did on his own. It had to be some help, and God helped him. I, I don't believe you have gotten as far as you've got tonight without the help of God helping you to get where you're at tonight. Job could never have been as prosperous as Job was on his own. You'll never make it on your own. You need the help of God in your life. And Satan knows that. We see the precepts of the Satan. We see the plan of Satan. When you read from verse 13 down to verse 19, you'll find that there's a complicated design plan that devil makes out watch how everything happens in one day for everything to, that is about to happen it takes some planning it just doesn't boom 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 there's some planning in this Satan goes through all kinds of links to get things done and verse 12 it says in Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, I don't believe that when he left the presence of the Lord, I don't believe he attacked Job that same day. I, I don't believe that. Now, Satan has power. 
But I, I believe Satan, when he left the presence of the Lord, I believe he said, I've got to start researching. I've got to start looking at it. I've got to find his weak spots. I've got to find a place where I can get into him. And it took a while. I don't know how long it was, but I do know Satan is a patient warrior. He stands back and he starts working it out. How, how did all those kids get in the same house that day? You ever thought about that? The Bible says there's feast. How did it all come about that day? In verse 14 it said, And it came a messenger to Job and said, the, uh, the oxen were plowing and all the asses feeding beside them. In verse 15 it said, Then the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. How did all of that happen right there that day? There had to be some planning in it. So Satan had to be working on the Sabaeans at the same time he was working on Job's kids. You see the planning that's going on, and he's planning this. To have everybody in the right place at the right time for everything to happen the way it happened. They fell upon him and took them away, yeah, and they all slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only escaped to tell you. There's a, there's a thing going on about this. There's some planning going on here. While we were yet speaking, there came another one and said, The fire of God is falling from heaven. And don't confuse that when you read that the fire of God is falling from heaven. Satan can call fire from heaven too. Don't confuse that. God did not send the fire. The devil did. God, but God does not defend himself. You read Revelation 13, 13, you'll find that out. And have burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them all, and I only escape alone to tell thee. Once again, all these had to come together. This was a plan that took time. The right place, the right time. Verse 17, while yet speaking, there came another one said, the Chaldeans made out. Three bands, three different bands of Chaldeans. He had to get them all orchestrated. Do you see this plan that's going on here? It, it just ain't, we see when, a lot of times when we read it, and, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I read it and I'm like, man, ooh, wow. But then you stop back and you really look at it and say, you know, there's some planning involved in this going on to destroy Job. Chaldeans made out three bands fell upon the candles and carried them away, yea, and slain the servants and their edge of the sword, and I only escaped alone to tell thee. While yet he was speaking, that means while this guy was telling him about this news, someone else comes. So thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's home. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and fell upon the young men. They are dead. And I only escaped to tell thee. You see at this point the, the elaborate plan that's going on for Satan? What is the point? Satan wants to destroy Job's relationship with God. 
You may ask, why is some these things happening in your life? Why is these things going on in your life? Why are you facing these things? I'm just going to quit coming to church. I'm going to quit reading my Bible. I, I'm going to quit witnessing. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to quit praying. That is the plan of the devil. That's the devil's plan. That's the point of this plan, Satan. So Job and God's relationship is severed, and Job turned his back on God. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do tonight. He wants you to get so discouraged that you'll turn your back on God. In chapter 2, verse 3, the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and shew of evil. And still he hold fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Satan is trying to drive a wedge between God and Job. So there's no fellowship, there's no relationship, and he's doing the same thing today. Satan says, I, I know about men, I know a few things about men. This relationship that you have with Job is only skin deep. Verse 4, Satan answered the Lord and says, Skin for skin, yea, all that men have will be given for his life. He only serves you skin deep. Verse 5, but put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. God, Job only loves you for what you have given him. The money in his pocket, the cattle, his homes, his servant, his land, his kids. That's the only reason why Job is loving you, God. He has a roof over his head, food in his stomach, shoes on his feet. God, if you take all that away from Job, get him down to where there's nothing, you'll find out. Job only loves you for what you give him. That's what Satan's telling God about you. But it was more than that in Job's life. I don't believe Satan can see the heart, but he can put things in the heart. God sees the heart. God knows the heart. God looks on the heart, the Bible tells us. Job, Job had more in him than just the things that Job owned or had the possessions in his life. Job served the Lord. And he asked, why does these things happen in my life? These things, I don't understand why these happen in my life. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Don't let the devil look you and look at God and say, he only serves you because of the things you've given him. You kept him in good health. You kept money in the bank. You kept food in the table. The only reason why they serve you, God, is because of things you do for them. If God never does another thing for me, I'll serve him anyway. I'm going to love him and care for him because he done all he needed to do at the cross of Calvary. When everything's gone bad, when the world has turned the back on you, God is still there. Don't quit the Bible, don't quit reading, don't quit the church. Just keep going. 
I don't want my testimony to be the only reason I serve God is because of things I've got. And if you got things, you ought to praise God and bless God for. Thank Him for those things that you have. I don't want my testimony to be, hey, my life is good, I'm in good health, and everything's good about me right now, but when sometimes something comes up against me, sickness comes up against me, my money goes away, I don't want to say, I'm giving up on God, I'm going to stand true to God, no matter what I go through, no matter what I stand in, God is still God. I don't want that to be my testimony. I want to praise Him no matter what I'm going through. If I'm in my valleys, as low as I can get, I still want to praise God. Don't mistake this. Your troubles are trying to get you from serving God. It wants to sever your relationship with God. It wants to sever that fellowship that you have with God. God is, is God in the mountain and God is God in the valley. God is day of the, in the daytime and God is God at nighttime. God is still God. Spurgeon said, I have learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rock of ages. I have learned to kiss the waves. You get this? I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rock of age. You ought to learn that when things throw you towards Jesus, it's a blessing in disguise. You ought to learn to say, Lord, thank you for that. Because the closer I get to him, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, he's still God. Job said, what shall we receive? Good at the hand of God and shall not receive evil? In all this, Job sinned. Job did not sin. He never sinned with his lips and his heart. It, it, we we kind of give Job a rough stop, but let me tell you something, Missy. You know, we go through something for about 24 hours and it's rough on us. We deal with us. But you start dealing like what Job did. Now, this what this. Job went through some stuff for days and days. You start dealing with that, your, your mind will start going. And we know he got prideful. We know he got really prideful at the end there. But you know, you start dealing with everything that Job went through. I don't know if you'll come out any better. What he went through would drive me insane. I, I cannot fathom losing one child, but he lost 10. I understand once people lose them, I, I understand, but I, I can't, I sympathize, but I don't understand the pain they go through. I, I cannot understand the pain that Job was suffering and what he was going through with everything happening. Day, that one day when everything fell apart. You've had days when things fell apart and it wasn't nowhere near what Job had went through. We see his plan. We see his permit, Satan's permission. Can I say there's not one thing that happened to Job that God did not allow? He, the devil had to get permission from God to do anything. Chapter 1, verse 12. 
And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath in thy power, only upon him put forth thy hand. And chapter 2, verse 6, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. There's some good news about Satan tonight. God has him on a reign. God has got him on a choke release. He can only go so far. He can only do so much. There's nothing that happens in your life. Get this now. There is absolutely nothing that happens in your life that God hadn't already signed off on and said, hey, this can go on. You say, why would God do that? Maybe there's something going on in your life. God's trying to get you to get out of your life. Point to it. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand, God. I don't know why I'm going through this. But you can always trust God's heart. He knows what he's doing. And what a comfort is knowing that nothing comes into my life without first God saying, this is good to go. I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not even going to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know this, the devil can't touch your life or my life without first asking God. And that ought to just bring a little bit of peace to your life right there. The devil can't do everything he wants to do. Paul said we were uh, pressed down out of measure, above strength, in so much that we despaired even life. But nevertheless, God that comfort the, those that are cast down, comfort us. God always gives comfort to those that's going through trials and tribulations. God's going to say, hey, you can go ahead, devil, and do that, but I'm going to send a little comfort along with that. You can't stop the comfort. I'm going to send something that they're going to know it's me and it's not you. We see Satan's pounding. It's all said and done. Job and God still had a relationship. They're still worshiping together and they're still walking together. Chapter 40, 42, verse 10, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. The whole point was to get Job turned back to God. Twice Satan said, uh, he'll curse you to your face. He'll curse you to your face. I, I, I kind of get this picture, you know. He'd, he'd done all he could to Job and try to destroy him. And I mean, put him through, some, put him through the ringer. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? Twice he said, have you considered my servant Job? And the devil said, hey, you take your hand off of him. You take that hedge out around him. I'll show you what he'll do to you. He'll curse you to your face. He'll curse you to your face. But at the end of it, I get the thing that they're doing the same thing like in, in, in chapter 6. Were, uh, the sons of God are coming up before the Lord. And there old come old Satan up there with him. God gets kind of like gets up to him. If you consider my servant Job, none like him. The devil, shut up. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to talk about that. 
What a testimony to have that no matter what you go through, no matter what you face, no matter what comes into your life, you're staying strong with God. You're giving God the glory. Too many people go through some small trial in their life and they turn it back on God, turn it back on the church, walk away. The devil thinks he's going to knock me out. He's crazy. When it's all said and done, no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, I'm going to still walk with the Lord. That kind of Christian that the Lord's looking for, those that will walk with Him no matter what they go through. And I can say this, He does love you. You love Him, He loves you. Don't let the devil rob you of your relationship with God. He wants to drive that wedge between you, and he's going to use every tactic that he can to drive that wedge between you and God. The reason Satan's gone at the end of the book, because Job applies what James said, submit thyself before the Lord. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Job kept resisting, resisting, and resisting the devil. And he finally had to take off running. Don't let the devil use your valleys, use your trials, your situations as a means to turn you against God. I've seen it over and over and over. But stay fast, stay strong with God. Because God is able. God's willing. Amen.